You're listening to Cool Podcast Bro, a production of the Boca Bros. Welcome back. Well, we're back. This is podcast episode 30. Is it 30? We've officially hit the 30 mark. I'm 30. 30 podcasts in 30 years. That's, That's about pretty right. remarkable. That's our rate. So, Richard, what have you been up to since the last podcast, which, believe it or not, folks, was about a week and a half ago. Two this, weeks ago? this is probably our quickest back-to-back podcast Look we've at ever that. Doing podcasts. Um, well, I don't. I honestly super don't. I, I didn't get notes, uh, so I'm the I'm, only note for today is who we have on the podcast. We we were totally winging. This oh, we're podcast. winging it. Yeah. Okay, so the last two weeks. Um, what you been up to? It's a new year. So I. I it, that's have we I done love how you had to think? <laughs> um, no, I think we. I think we did. did we do it after that. Year. Freak. Yeah, because we were talking about Jello shots and keto and all that fun stuff. Yes, you had just started that. Um, I've taken some pictures of houses. Okay. Um, I, I'm right now rifling through my phone to find an old picture of Rachel and I to do like a 10 years ago. Uh, that's kind of happening right now. Like, is the, that, do you have a photo? Of the I do. Sweet. I have a couple. I would love to see that. That'd be cool. I'm gonna, I can show it to you now. So yeah, that was something that kind of blew up over the last couple of days on Facebook is the 10 year challenge. That was also 11 years ago. Oh, that's funny. You got, you both are super skinny. Yep. Well, she's always skinny. She looks really skinny though. I mean, she, she looks fine now, but she looks rail skinny there well let's uh talk and, about and that here I, I don't see you. I don't i'm see that was there. 30 pounds ago yeah i see you playing a bass though you have a mustache i it was like a little goatee okay we're gonna have to post this on our story or something so people can like get a visual yeah but here's another i found there's the same that's the same day okay so you've been oh wow she's she's really holding your uh holding my piece uh, there. i don't she i don't that bass doesn't have a name okay cool so you've been going through old photos literally since about 20 minutes ago yes cool well, that's incredible. That's about um, all I've done the last two weeks. Uh, like we said before in the last podcast, we're just kind of getting ready for the big wedding expo coming up. I've got a mountain of crap on my table right now. And yeah, we're putting stuff together, painting stuff. How many business sewing. cards did you order? I ordered, um, so we, we stuffed the bag. So I ordered 400, gave 300 away. So I have 100 regular business cards and then I have 200 square business cards. I have I have three hundred ish. Okay, I, yeah, just, I didn't know I didn't enough. know if that was bad or good. People never take business cards. I probably go I just through, shove it down their throat. I probably go through twenty business cards at a show. Jason was telling me he didn't think Denson was telling me he he ordered five hundred and he didn't think that was enough. Even if you gave everybody one, <laughs> even if you gave everybody two business, cards. what I try to do is all I give all five bridesmaids a card, just to make sure they really know my name. That's a good idea. Say my name. That's a good idea. Are you all ready for the expo? Not to sound, this is not cocky. This is just lazy. I've done the least amount of work this year than I think ever. A business with no sign is a sign of no business. True that. We, we believe it or not, did a lot of stuff really early this year. Like I was like pricing all the stuff out that we bought. And I, same, I bought from the same people this year that I did last year. I'm like, why is everything so cheaper? And then I'm like looking at old invoices. I'm like, oh, I had to like two day rush that. And I had to like two day rush this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I saved a lot of money buying early and switching to Geico. Yeah. But yeah, I plan on hitting it. I need, I need to book some weddings. This is probably not that I have, it's a bad year. This is probably the lowest number I've had going into a show. Yeah. All these freaking new people. 
We just hate them all. Darn them all. I'm like the grumpy old guy now. Darn them all. No, no, you, you had a good number going. We were both pretty like in line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I guess good. I guess I get discouraged and I hear people say, "Well, I only have 30 going into the year." Good. Yeah, I don't want that many. I don't want that many ending the year. 30, 30 ending the year would be good. I don't even think I'd do the show if I had that many going in. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. I enjoy doing it. It's, people I, complain. I don't see this work, yeah. so I, I enjoy it. We still need to do. I know we talked about this a long time ago on the podcast. We still need to like. We need to do like some other show. Like that needs to be our like 2019 goal. See if we can see if we can do it. Pick some more funny like Florida, Daytona Beach. No, that we booked 10 down there and be like, oh, God, no, that'd now be we have funny. to travel. Well, we could do it in the winter. <laughs> Worth it. I hate my family. Yeah, but so. that's hard to go to a show and try to market. We're only marketing brides on the beach. November, if it's on the beach. Yeah, we can just like find a photographer down there to refer to. And they would but if it was us. somewhere like close, like Raleigh or. Yeah, we get Spencer. Or even could, Spencer, Roads. Spencer could hook it up. Even Hampton Roads, yeah. I'm in. We'll do the Boca Bros show and just like make it ridiculous. Or do you want to do it separate, but together? No, I think separate. That way, like if it's I'm a, like if I'm booked, I, I'm like I'm booked. But there's there's only two good photographers here. And myself Rich isn't and one this of other them. guy, and he's <laughs> wide open. Doesn't have a single wedding booked for the year, but he's the best <laughs> one here. Uh, I love it. No, but other than that, yeah, like getting ready for the show. The um, show, getting at the show. Renting a U-Haul with uh, five, five guys. That's nice. Basically, it's uh, it's like five guys burger joint, but we're renting a U-Haul. Yeah. So it could get interesting. Jason's involved. Splitting the cost to only cost forty bucks. My dog's probably chewing on something down below. So hopefully, it's not anything important. That basket does not matter. He's as long as I don't have to hear your wife now. yell from across our room. Taxi, taxi, stop! My it. mom gave him plastic bottles when he was a puppy, like just Dasani bottles and stuff. And he, yeah, he chews up plastic. So like this so that, chair I'm that, sitting in, he's shoot on this. He's shoot on that plastic basket. There's plastic chairs outside. So your mom trained him. But at none of age. my like nice wood furniture he hasn't shoot on. So it's probably that's, a good thing. Yeah. But uh, Kelly Moser for the win. Still destroyed. You my said something really furniture. funny about Kelly Moser yesterday. What was that? Mm, I can't remember. I think it was something sexually related towards my mom. <laughs> and everybody took it way out of context. But nah. speaking sexual and out of context. I've got a good buddy that we're about to air. On the and podcast. it's not Josh Lundy. It's not. <laughs> good friend, fellow photographer, been shooting film for. Since film came out. 40 plus years longer. Larry McCarter. Woo! Did I get that wrong? How long have you been shooting film? That's probably wrong. No, you're no, that's that's close. Forty five ish. I know. Really? I started I started shooting film in. Um, during the war. Okay. Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, I'm bad. When was Vietnam? 1966 is when I my, okay. shot my first uh, shots. Gotcha. That could have gone so many places. I loved it. Well, shot yeah. my first shots. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, with Vietnam was, that was 60, 65, four, five, five. Well, when did it start? Well, it was actually, it was actually, it didn't end until 75. So we went in like, it, you know, 60, we were there in 63. What were you uh, shooting on back then? Role. I shot a uh, Zeiss Icon uh, um, 35 millimeter film camera. Um, what kind of film back? I'm trying to think. Then. Uh, Kodak. Kodak film? Kodak had the market back then. Okay. And hi, folks. How you doing? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, we're jumping right in. Kodak had the market th back then. And of course, you know, they're, they were the name. Uh, so I've shot 
everything that they had back then. Part they had an SAE sixty four. Okay. And uh, that was the main film. Okay. That um, that we were using, and I kept the, I kept the camera through the whole time. Do I you still saying. have that camera? No, no, it got away from me over the years, unfortunately, and I saw one online and became very excited. And so I ordered it. It said working condition, everything's great. It looked great, and it brought back so many memories, so many feelings. So I ordered it, and you can not imagine how disappointed I was when I opened it up and it did not. No, it didn't fire. Uh, it would fire, but it would not. Uh, wouldn't spool through film. You, well, it would say it would spool the film, but it, you couldn't control the f-stop. Oh, gotcha. So there, were you shooting wide there, open, there, or yeah, there was no way to to uh, do any kind of adjustments to the I aperture. Gotcha. A lot of photographers shoot like that anyway. They're just like the lens says it'll go to one two. I'm going to shoot everything at one two. <laughs> yeah, well, I find it really doesn't quite work out yeah. that well when you when I do it that way. Most real uh, photographers would agree with you. Well, I, f I first started had to turn my film over to to an I-Corps. Uh, we were a small group of six, and we would go out and on recon and. Uh, collect intel i got you and they said just give us your film yeah when you come back well the first several times we were out i was just taking pictures of the jungle i mean i really whatever i saw yeah and i would hand over the film and they would enlarge it i got you find stuff in it that human eye probably can't so was your was your position there i mean was it was it photography related uh it was no that was just one tool for they knew you were good at it and they they were like hey we're yeah, gonna have well, to do we, this as well we were to go out and gather physical intelligence of um, gotcha of movement along the ho chi minh trail etc okay. and so i start i was turning my film over and one day I said, well, you know, I'm not going to give them all my film anymore. Yeah, because you weren't getting any of it. Well, I wasn't. And then so I, I could go to the PX and just get all the film I wanted. So I started giving them what I thought was was important to them. I got you. And I started just shooting whatever I saw. Oh, yeah, because the stuff you posted is just awesome. I mean, it's just it's, it's very it's wild to see that. Like, just it's very raw. Yeah, it is, and and uh, I just began shooting whatever I came across. I mean, like when different operations, you know, were happening in different places, and we we as a group of six were not attached to any of these these photos that you see. I just shoot shoot when I whenever I saw something, I would shoot yeah. it. And the film got put away and then it stayed for years. And then during the 1980s, I was involved with a woman from Raleigh who was quite um, well-to-do. And uh, she had all of the all of the photos digitized. Nice. Having and, uh, the rich women always help out. Yeah, rich women always can help out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would be her little, you know, whatever she wanted as long as... Uh, <laughs> She did. Kept buying me stuff, yeah. Yeah, kept buying me stuff. You know, like my wife. My wife treats me the exact same way. Framing my work and doing everything. Nice. Um, 
people ask me where I got my photography, where, I, where. I, yeah, to, yeah. Give us a little, um, because we've talked about this. So, yeah, I met Larry in a coffee shop uh, a few years back. He was. You had your Mac open, and you kind of called me over to see if I had any help with your Mac. And then I think we kinda, I was there. I think I was there for that. You might have been, yeah. We, yeah. we kind of connected at that point, just kind of exchanging Apple stuff. But Tech support. Tell us, like, because um, obviously we're on the Outer Banks. Tell us, like, like where were you born? Where did you get your start? How, how did you enter this world? <laughs> okay, well, I was born in Hatteras Village huh. in, by a midwife mm -hmm. in the hurricane of 1940. They wow. didn't have names back then. They were just called canes, you know, storms. Yeah. And the way I came by my photography was, this is how the story goes. During the U-boat war, which I remember just as a tiny tot, the rattling of the windows and the, the light on the horizon, uh, because we could see all the way over to the beach. It wasn't anything like it is now. Mm -hmm. And um, one day the Germans torpedoed a tanker. She was the Texaco uh, something or other. I don't know. I don't remember her name. I think she was Australian uh, registry. The boats would hug this shoreline mm -hmm. to keep from... You know, keep away from the U-boats. Yeah. yeah, shallower water. Well, they sunk this one. They just put a, uh, they just put a torpedo in the stern of it. Oh wow! And it settled down on the bottom, and the bow part from the midships up was sticking out of the water. So the would-be pirates of Hatteras immediately rode out there and then any way they could get out there to board this ship to salvage anything from it that was salvageable. Wild, uh, wild. Well, uh, alum like the, this, the wheel, yeah, ship's wheel, yeah, anything, the compass, yeah. anything the worth, brass, anything shiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything that was of value because it was during the war and there was no, there wasn't much, any commerce at all oh, yeah. down there. So, so the story goes that during that escapade, which they all got in very big trouble with the federal marshals over, uh, this camera that I have, my own, my mom's old camera, which was a Kodak Tourist, an old Kodak Tourist, was on the wheelhouse really? of this tanker. Oh, wow. And it was part of the booty, so to speak, that goes along with the Pirates of the Outer Banks uh, stories of Blackbeard and all that. And when they came back in, my mom ended up with this camera. And I remember trying to, I always wanted my hands on it. Oh, yeah, something electronic. But of course, a, Not ca really electronic, a camera but. then like that was really hard to find. Oh, yeah. Not many people on Hatteras Island had, had a yeah, camera. Especially. Oh, yeah. yeah. There she is right there. Yeah, that, that, that's it right there. And uh, I mean, there was only like a few cameras on the whole island. <laughs> And I remember that she started shooting with it. This is before Daniel Pullen. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who aren't familiar with our us geographically, Hatteras, like we're in the quote unquote city section of the island, and then it breaks up into smaller islands. And it's pretty like to this day, it's pretty 
And back then, I mean, Hatter's Village, I can't, yeah. how many residents then? Oh, my God, maybe three, 250 or something really? like that. That's Who all Hatter's. Yeah, that's crazy. There, yeah, there was no, no that's fear. probably a high estimate, too, even. Yeah. No ferry across Oregon Outlet, and we, we got meats once a month. Gosh, it's yeah. wild. And, Different time. Uh, we ate fish, and we had a small garden. Okay. Um, and she would take she would take shots with the camera, and I remember I always wanted – I was fascinated by pushing down the oh yeah the shutter, shutter and then watching the the the, the arm that's cocked on the lens go yeah like that you know yeah. and that little sound got me and uh, <laughs> sometimes she would actually let me take a photo nice and uh, so it lay dormant for many years and then I picked up the Zeiss icon in Vietnam and didn't think about the connection of while I was shooting photos, and I didn't really think the photos were very good. Uh, they were more painful than anything, so I put them away, and mm -hmm. then they evolved through the woman in Raleigh mm -hmm. giving me a chance to have them downloaded. And when I post one online, that's from the, those that's from those downloads that she she took all the material and had it digitized, so I could so I could save it in a lot. I have both of those cameras in my vintage camera collection. I need to have you come over and look at them. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's wild. Mm -hmm. I have uh, I have my mom. The tourist you still have your mom's yeah, camera. Yeah, I still, you still have, have my that. mom's old tourist. Does yeah. that still work? Yeah. Did you? Oh see yeah. You, yeah, I thought yeah. you said you ran through some film in there. Yeah, six twenty. Nice. It's a six twenty medium format film. Nice. Uh, it looks the same as one twenty. So is that like nine shots? Uh, eight. Eight shots. Okay. Yeah, because a six by nine. Okay. I think you know when I put a six by nine back on my uh, my Mamaya uh -huh. Super Twenty Three, mm -hmm. or you know, yeah. and uh, when I put the six by nine back on there, that's what I get out of a roll of medium format eight shots. Gotcha. Uh, five by seven back, I can get twelve shots, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. And uh, but these cameras are just one uh, one size, and I can get eight shots per roll. Nice. Uh, and because and because the the shot is so large on the negative. That'd be like a one twenty eight <laughs> megabyte card today equivalent. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably so. And uh, so I just picked it up from her, and then unconsciously just started shooting all over Vietnam and I've been shooting ever since. And, and um, I got away from film when digital came in. My first digital camera was a Nikon D D 100. Okay. I remember that. And I learned on a Nikon D 200. Well, I still have the D 100. Nice. You know, it's really weird how we get attached to. Oh yeah. You get used to something. To stuff. Oh, the, what the Canon 5D original. I was. Just I will. I will that. always yeah. love that camera. I had that for the longest time, and I wish I would. I almost still wish I still had that camera. That was a solid full frame. But uh, that my I w worked with a guy named George Farah down here, um, old school film shooter that was like one of the first people to start switching to digital that I knew down here locally, and he had the D two hundred that I shot with a lot before I bought my Canon XT <laughs> silver. It was silver. Silver XT yeah. Pro Pro model. Don't tell pulling. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little and what are you what are you shooting on now you got the fuji right uh i have the fuji uh i well i have two fujis actually the x100f was the first fuji camera okay and then i moved on to the xt2 nice 
Um, How are you liking the XC2? Oh my God, the thing's amazing. And I think what I is most amazing about it is hand holding a 30. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, without a tripod. I mean, with any of my other cameras, anything under 125. Because there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no mechanism moving. There's no mechanism moving. There's no vibration from the mirror's transfer. And uh, so you can hand hold it right on down as far as it'll go. Nice. And so it eliminates you putting it on a tripod, unless you're, of course, doing a long time exposure. Time lapse or something. Or, yeah, long exposure. Yeah. I I love the XT2. It's. um, I love the flip up uh, uh, screen, screen on the back, you know, so I can actually shoot like a waist view with it by just looking down. By Very the similar to the old pop film it, camera. Pop it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like my, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the uh, 645. Yeah. Or the RB67, which is shoots video too. a huge, uh, you know, yeah, shoots video. Yeah, that's, I'm looking that up, that shoots video. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, shoots, and it has that uh, a multitude of filters in there. Uh, like, oh, that's right. I remember I I played with somebody got one of those. Maybe it was Mac or, uh, I, yeah, I remember seeing the. Actually, maybe you showed me. Yeah, yeah the built-in filters. More. Yeah, like the different like. Yeah. I think there was like a um, it was like all sorts of different like black and whites and. Goes, was there a Holga in there? Or it, something? it goes from toy camera yeah. to to uh, to pop to. Uh, you know, vivid, uh, all, and it works all the way down. And to has two card, two card slots. Two card slots. Who would have thought? That. Who would think? Yeah. Fuji's been making mirrorless for a while. All the now. way down to portrait, and then it goes into like, a, then it goes into to 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 two levels of black and white, and then uh, and then down to sepia. Uh, nice. Yeah. Is it two SD cards? Um, it it, it will take two SD cards. Two SD yeah. cards. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. But I only yes. have one in it. I gotcha. Yeah, now we, just, we we learned the hard way, or I learned the hard way. Both slots don't record at the same speed, so some photographers I know will only shoot like our cards are CF and then an SD backup, and some people just put an SD card in there, and it actually record shoots a little slower because it's a backup card, so the mm-hmm. buffer mm-hmm. to for the writing the the file is actually quicker on the primary card. Mm-hmm. I did not know that until like every now and then I'll shoot mm-hmm. kid pictures with my family and all. I have my 128 backup in there, and not like, it's just slower. So that's something you might. I don't know if you've ever checked out. I have not. Yeah, uh, I, I have. I've just. I don't shoot that much video, so I um, mainly just go ahead and do it on the primary card. Yeah, whatever I do. Primary. That's that's what I'm, it's looking like when I'm re- googling it. It looks like slot one is your fast slot. Yeah, yeah that's my fast slot. That's the only one I have really. I, I don't. I haven't put a. Uh, a secondary card. Now, what we do, because your file management and you're, you have a trip coming up we can talk about. What we do, what I do is I shoot large RAWs to my primary, and then I shoot small RAWs to my backup. And I just put like a 128 gigabyte card in there, and it can... Yeah, put a card in there for just forget for about For the it. whole trip. That can be your, the card for everything. And you can keep changing out primary. It's like a, a cool way that... I've shot extra, when I travel extra backup. and then when you have, when you travel, I put, I put it somewhere else. Like I'll put it in my wallet. I'll put the memory card somewhere strange. So I have mm-hmm. it on card one, card two and backed up and on my computer usually. So I have my, my pictures in four spots when I get on the airplane. Good. That's a good system. To have. Well, it comes from trial and error, like learning how yeah. I, I lost a whole, why dr- can't I put everything in the same bag, man? I got lazy <laughs> once I was doing this humanitarian mission trip thing down to Eleuthera 
And I, it was just adults. I didn't have to worry about like being in charge of a team. So it was like relaxing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot everything on this 64 gig card drone, all my drone pictures and video. Oh. And I come back, plug it in my computer. And it, the card, the card's empty. It's showing that it's full, but I can't look at it. Did you recover it? I recovered it and it just looked awful. The pictures looked fine. I, I recovered the photos fine, the but the, the video looked like worse than like 720. It was awful. It was. Mm. So I learned a lesson that day to back up, back up, back up, back up. Yeah. Well, I'm in, I have, I'm into the backup for the backup stage. Yeah. We got you. You're yeah. on a Western yeah. digital backup. Yeah, yeah. Western digital at two gig, uh, uh, two, two terabyte. terabyte. Yeah. And, uh, I have, uh, Two other, well, I have three Western Digital drives. Yeah, because you had a backup of your backup, which, yeah, there's what's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> there's no yeah. problem with that. I've been backing up my Mac on a Western Digital drive since um, 2013 before I got the new Mac. Yeah, because when you got the new Air, yeah, I was yeah. blown away with and all the still, time, and it still has overwritten the first backup. That's incredible. Yeah, so. Uh, that's crazy. So for an 80 meg a second, a silver, it's 128, 120 gigabyte. How much do you think it costs? I'm guessing it's come down to 40 bucks. 2469. $24 for 128 gig. I feel like we talk about this every episode. Uh, We're blown away by how much memory. Now that's a silver. Down. That's not a gold. I can look and see what a gold is. But does the speed matter for a backup? It probably doesn't. No, yeah, because it's, because it, it's writing there. to the first card and then your buffer saying, okay, now write to the second. Yeah. So if your buffer can keep up with your primary card, yeah. the backup card shouldn't slow your camera down. It shouldn't, at all. especially if you're shooting a smaller file. So for twenty eight, man, how much is it? That's the high as that one goes. I was like, man, what is it? Two fifty six. We'll do a five twelve. Yeah. yeah, I'll do a terabyte. Crazy. Who was it that just announced the terabyte card? Uh, Lexar, right? See, I thought Sandisk had one forever, but I, I think they announced it, but haven't released it yet. Lexar just released a one terabyte card for four hundred bucks. I'm just googling. I'm going yeah, crazy. yeah. Double check it. 256 black. That's probably 80 bucks. 89. A 256 yeah. gold is 60. The gold's huh. cheaper? Oh, the black. That's right. The they, black. The black. They always cool. change the colors. It's so confusing. That's why I told you the speed. Yeah. Nuts. Well, what kind of. What, what, you have a toy. You have a toy that we all have. What's a. What's a yeah. To, well, actually. So I'm sitting with get, these guys right here that have had more drones than anybody I know. Larry's had two different drones, or you're on your second one. Rich, you've had what? You're on your third I'm one? I'm on third or fourth. Fourth one. Fourth you had one. two. You had I had two Phantoms. Two, two Phantoms and then two Mavics. You're on your second map. Yeah. yeah. And you I, crashed all three before, right? I just crashed them right before I saw them. That's the goal. <laughs> I've had two. Yeah. You two, yeah. yeah, yeah you had, had the, the Phantom, Phantom Standard. Yeah. And which, which camera-wise, I would never complain about. that. The camera on that thing sometimes I think is better than the one on my... On my Mavic Pro. No, really? <laughs> you got to get that second Mavic Pro. That camera. That camera no, on the, no, I'm not. I'm not going to buy a Mavic Pro for for a Hasselblad camera. I'm yeah. just not, I will, I'll get you know, a sticker. I'll maybe. draw the line yeah. somewhere. You know? Yeah, it's I the only still, Hasselblad I've ever owned. I still wonder about that. I'm just like, what did they make the the filter that's on? <laughs> I, mean, I did. I did the research. I looked at it. Like Hasselblad, they were they're, they they, they sent like a the ton. No, they sent the whole team in to help. Design and make and really? do the whole thing. Yeah. Like their understudies, yeah. all their like all the people like, that didn't only make eight dollars an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, go over here so we can put our brand on this drone. I'm becoming more comfortable with my drone now, and that's and, when you crash. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's beginning to uh, show some pretty good videos, some pretty good photos from it. 
I can trust it out of my sight, you know, as I couldn't do the yeah. Well, let's the, um the first drive. We'll do it later, but let's go ahead and say your Insta for anybody listening. They can put a visual to what's your uh, Instagram handle? Yeah, because you've posted some good like photos and videos with your drone lately. Yeah, cafe underscore Larry. That's it. That's it for this week. Will you change it again next week? Or is no, that no, it? That's no. Locked it's, in. it's always been. Uh, well, no. Yeah, it was no. Larry Mack. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, try yeah. to lie. Yeah, to yeah, me. no, you're right. I, 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 I'll admit to, I'll admit to everyone or anyone who's listening. So you're, you're Cafe Larry that officially. I have had some issues settling on an Instagram handle that I could live with. Understandable. And when I bought the Cafe motorcycle mm-hmm. on when I was away last, yeah, uh, that kind of made the name that it I, works i like it yeah that's where we met i met you at a cafe and i'll be keeping it yeah so it's a cafe racer so you know cafe larry i thought would be uh, perfect appropriate for underscore of course <laughs> underscore got underscore <laughs> <laughs> it's good um, I am. the feed looks good a lot of drone stuff yeah i have uh some drone stuff my drone is just an extension of my photography. It's not my photography. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not a, I'm not a drone photographer. I'm just a photographer with a drone. I like that. And uh, I th- you know, I think for myself, speaking just for myself, looking at people who just use drones only for their photography, I become I become uh, bogged down. Uh, seeing aerial views of the same thing. Yeah, that's a good-looking man right there. That uh, shot right there was taken by mm-hmm. my by my Vietnamese friend down in the Mekong Delta. Is that for like the Viet- Vietnamese like Tinder account? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't take the any shots you see on of me were taken by her, and they were taken with uh, the X one hundred F. Oh, nice. Um, she really got onto that camera really, really good. And I've encouraged her to pay more attention to her photography because her gift is that she knows when to shoot at that, at what, at what moment to pull the trigger. She waits for it and gets but, it. But she just says, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. All it I do is yeah. just take pictures. I said, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, so, uh, all the shots that are on my Instagram feed of Vietnam, my trip back to Vietnam, my first trip back to Vietnam uh, in 50 years, uh, were taken by her wherever we happen to be, up in Tainian or in the Mekong Delta or wherever. Now, is this picture, is this a picture, is that you or is that a picture? That's me just shooting, yeah. That's, that, that's at a fire base, uh, you know, up in the uh, uh, Central Highlands. Yeah, and, some of these uh, war photos are yeah, just I'm crazy. behind that guy. And, hop on uh, there, hop he, on there. He's communicating. He's the crew chief, and he's communicating with uh, that Chinook to go around the perimeter of the fire base, and he's dropping ammunition crates. You see where he's sitting down yeah. with ammunition crates. Awesome. So, so you made a trip to Vietnam, but you are going back for, for good or for a good chunk, or you don't know how long, but are, at least a year. Well... It's an open end. Um, I really think that to go that far and not stay as long as you can is defeatist in its in itself. 
I have a, a lot of, excuse me, I have a lot of reasons for being back in Vietnam. And um, photography is just one, one of them, of course, but mainly I'm hoping to, hoping to find myself or some of me that was left behind there. And I'm not going back for me. I'm going back for us and uh, for everyone and walk the ground, feel the humidity, smell the jungle. You know, it brings back a lot of feelings, a lot of rush. Mm -hmm. um, but I couldn't do anything without this woman that I met who's a college professor, very fluent in English, Vietnamese, and fluent Japanese speaker. And... She saw me struggling to find my old fire base. And on her own, without me knowing, she started reaching out to her contacts of, from alumni and from the university there where she lectures and was able to find a guide up in Hue who knew where the old could camp evidence was, house. who could put me on it. Yeah. Wow. So she stepped in to help me, and uh, the rest is kind of not history, but without her translation abilities and her contacts and her insight. Oh, yeah, you might still be country, looking. I would still be. Well, I'd given up. I went up there on my own, and that was why she got involved, because I went on my own, and then I didn't find it, and I was quite dejected and ready to pack it in. And she stepped in and and found a guide and nice. rented a car. And we went up there and went back out and found it. It wasn't quite that easy because they had it blocked off. I said, really, after 50 years, you got it blocked off? <laughs> they said, well, the reason it's blocked off is because so many Vietnamese were dying in there from digging, oh, trying geez. to find aluminum and trying to find anything uh, that they could use to uh, you know to make money off of and they were they were they were finding UEOs and getting blown up so they government had shut the door on the where the, the base was and um, so we had to uh, go the long way in gotcha so there's still a way. It's just well, out of the our, way. my guide said there is a way yeah, if you want to do it. I he said you, we can do it the old way, and I said you mean uh, uh, down through Lao and in the back door and uh, down to Camlo River along the river basin and going into Lao and then circling around and coming back in. He said. Yeah. Is that I, all hiking or is that just... Is I, that I said, that, is that kind of illegal? And yeah. he said, well, yeah. You want to get in there, <laughs> you don't know. you? And so we rented some Honda trail bikes okay. in Damha. And uh, from Damha, you can see Lao. And we went down from Damha down to the base of the Kamlo River and rode along the Kamlo River into Lao and then hit the back trails, headed back toward Vietnam in a big U-shape. It was a three-day trip. Wow. Um, on, like a, on like a dirt bike, I guess? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah, yeah, dirt bike. 
Sweet. And um, they have a tradition if you're on the road uh, in Southeast Asia or the Lyle, uh, when dark comes, if you see a village, you stop. They have to take you in ah. and feed you, get hot water for your feet, wash your feet, you know, make sure you're, you're fed and give you a, a sleep for the night. And then when you leave the next day, they give you food to carry on the trail with I you. I got you. And we did this three different occasions until we got um, back into Vietnam, back into Camp Evans through Laos yeah, on the back way. And to make sure we were in the right place, he took out his uh, foxhole shovel and dug about eight to 12 inches. And first thing he dug up was a five, five, six round, then a seven, six, two round, uh. then a mortar shoe, and then a, a wooden spool for a Claymore bouncing Betty. Wow. And so just to know that we were in the right place. Yeah, uh, we're here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's quite an adventure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. It was um, emotional uh, to be back there on that ground again they they had dug the road up and everything and now planted a pine forest there so the old road and the runway and everything part of it's still there on the other side of uh, outside of the the area they have blocked off but uh, it was definitely on the uh on the pad where we sh where i was when i was 23. wild yeah wild how many years? How many? How long had it been? Well, it had been fifty years to the day, but I didn't realize this um, when I touched down in Da Nang, which is where I came in the first time. I wanted to repeat my truck path that I used the first time, and I was able to do it from Seoul to Da Nang. And uh, when I sat down on the ground again. Uh, it felt really strange. I got off the plane. I knew no one. Mm -hmm. uh, I was back in a country that I said I'd never go back to. Yeah. And the only person that I saw that was a friendly face found me because she knew my picture, like uh, the one that showed in the Mekong Delta. Yeah. And uh, she was the only person I knew there. And she she has Airbnb, and this is why she was waiting three hours. My flight was three hours late. Oh, so you booked an Airbnb with and her. She and she waited, and she was waiting there for me to pick me up at the airport. Now, that's yeah. some Airbnb. I hope you gave her a good review. Yeah, yeah I gave her an Four excellent and a half. review. Nice, nice. Actually, excellent <laughs> review. And uh, we became friends. That's uh, awesome. While I stayed at the Airbnb, and then I went out and stayed over on the beach. And then I, when she got an opening downstairs at the big one, I rented it full time. Nice. And is that uh, where is that where you're headed back to? I Same am. Spot? No, I'm going back to the beach. Okay, cool. I think we're a little too close there because the main house is only there's a bike alley between the main house and. I got you. Now, where's the, where's the beach at? This what's the name of the this? beach? Is My K Beach or the old China Beach? It's called My K Beach. Uh, M Y K H E. Uh, beach in Da Nang, and uh, it's um, marvelous. Just God, it's so beautiful. I knew the country was beautiful when I was there the first time, 
even when it was full of holes, it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was breathtaking to see it now. Did you, um, now just to sidetrack, because I know we've talked about like your photography starting at you just being a yeah. kid. Um, yeah. You're, you're also a phenomenal painter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you're kind of over the whole painting thing. Which oh, uh, is, no, which no, is, no. Which is sad. That's very kind of you, but yeah. No, you are. You're a phenomenal artist. Um, but did you, did, did you ever paint in Vietnam? Yeah. When, when you were over there for, for the war at all? Or was it, I mean, was that probably well, impossible to try to paint? No, not at all, really. I had a, well, yes and no. Um, I kept a journal. Okay. Oh, so sketches. Okay. And so I would sketch in the journal and, uh, and then I would write the day's events around the sketch, mm-hmm. similar to what I do on my blog. Nice. And uh, every picture tells a story, don't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. So um, um, my painting, heavens knows where that came from. I never saw mother paint. So you never painted before the war? Uh, well, yeah, I painted all the way through school, oh, and gotcha. I should have okay. been paying attention to yeah, class. I, I was, I right was there over with you, there so painting, you know. I can I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, uh, and then of course, uh, being in Hatteras Village, they've been catching blue marlin down there ever since. You know, before it ever became a fad. Oh, yeah. You know. And before they had limits on it. Billion dollar <laughs> yeah. fad. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I seen a lot of blue marlin. And um, I started painting them. And they're really what launched me into the art world or that that world. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I you paint what you know. Yeah. Uh, don't try to paint what you don't know. I can't go to Paris and paint the streets of Paris and compete with people who were born and raised there doing it. Knowing the streets. I can do it, but I can't do it as good as them because they've been doing it. They've got a different taste for it. And so, you know, it's perspective. It's, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be in perspective to be art. But when you, when it comes to a billfish, especially a blue marlin, you really kind of need to know where the stuff goes on the fish or else it's wrong. Yeah. Be like, why? You know, his fins way back in the middle of his back or something like he's been eating nuclear waste, you know, (laughs) but, uh, the only experience I have is with guy Harvey t-shirts, whatever, whatever. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Now, when you were in the army, was that, um, what, what, what did you say you were with? You were with a certain division. First Air Cav. Okay, is that LERP? No, I was the 52nd Infantry LERPs. Okay. We were attached to the Air, First Air Cav. Okay. And we were incorporated into the First Air Cav. Okay. Which, you know, they were who we were then. And uh, we were segregated from the rest of the Cav um, because we were LERPs. And um, LERP is long range, range reconnaissance, long range. Well, LRP at first it was long yeah. range patrol. Yeah. Then it's long range reconnaissance patrol, which became force recon for the Marines. And then and Rangers eventually. Range. Right. Yeah. So it's like right. it's a pretty much an Army Ranger before right. the Army Rangers. Well, you had to be a Ranger before you could get into the LERP. Okay. So you had to be a Ranger first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did all that stuff. So. Um, and then 
the first calf had a lot of a lot of uh, different up people under their command, like the Tenth Mountain Division. Some of them were in there, like engineers and lerps, and you know, and, and they would have to be a big sign says you know said the said air said the air calf. And then underneath of there would be all the insignias of people who were part of it. Yeah, gotcha. who, you know who who were actually incorporated into the cab. Yeah, the cab. They were a hell raising bunch of guys. Uh, took the most casualties of any uh, unit in Vietnam because they went looking for the war. They didn't wait for the war. They would fly out and find the war. Um, I'm not going to reference Apocalypse Now or any of those movies. You know, we're mostly fantasy, but uh, uh, The Flight of the Valkyries or something like that. But uh, the KF kind of would go out and search out the war. And 42% casualty rate. Wow. Which is, wow. A, which is a high casualty yeah, rate. Yeah, that's up there. And so... Yeah, the cab was, uh, no one knew who was running the cab. The big joke around the NAM was, who's running the cab? Yeah, you know? no one knows. Yeah. Like, you know, they just go do what they want whenever they want or something, you know, but really wasn't that way at all. It, yeah. was, quite, it was quite organized through the chain of command. So what, so when you go back to Vietnam, what gear are you taking this time? Well, I've learned, I learned, uh, some valuable lessons on my first trip back. And that was, I had a, a lot of film gear that I couldn't use. I used it, but there's nowhere to get film to process there. Yeah. They've moved past that into digital. Can you and, buy uh, film over there at all? You can. Maybe 35? But you have to you send can, it all and, to get and I had a person tell me they could get a three-day turnaround on 35 from Hanoi, yeah. which is pretty good. Uh, but medium format, you might as well just, Absolutely. you know. Well, they said, you know, all the machines are gone. Yeah. You know, and the guys said, they'll tell you, you know, we just don't have any way to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm sure someone is doing it. Yeah. Independently or something. But I love to shoot film there, but I can't. And, you know, and I, I miss some really good shots there. Like, uh of peasants and farmers and different people shots because I had to take time to set the film camera up and then they had to be aware that I wanted to take their photo. Yeah. And they're a very shy people. Gotcha. So I would have to send my liaison out to make sure it was okay to take those shots. And one of the big reasons I, I went mirrorless it's because Daniel Pullen did. No. Uh, <laughs> is uh, um, so I would so never quiet. miss another shot. Well, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's very unintrusive. Yep. You know, it's not like it doesn't, look, it doesn't look like a huge full, full body camera either. No, and you can't. You're not pushing. You know, at somebody, and they're you know saying, "Oh man, what?" You know, like, like I, I mean, I would be. You know, that's what um, we had. We had David Allen Harvey on a couple years ago. Yeah, and we one a question we always ask is what's your favorite setup? If you had to walk out right now and take a picture with you, he said, and he pulled out opened up a book and he said, everything in that magazine was taken with an iPhone four or four S. Yeah, and he said because I pull out a phone, nobody reacts. 
He said, I pull out something else. Everybody kind of starts looking at me. Sure. So yeah. he said, like, that. it's sure. funny that you're not the first person to. Sure. I mean, it makes sense, whatever's. Yeah, yeah. smaller camera. Small, yeah. not in your now, face. Now, the X100F, it's ideal because you can put it in your shirt pocket. Mm -hmm. Nice. And it's got 24 megapixels. And, you know, it has, you can't, the, the downside of it is you can't change lens on it. You gotcha. know, it's got an equal 35 millimeter lens on it. And, but the thing is, uh, I didn't think it was ready for prime time. But then that was before I found out everything it would do, or not everything, but what it could do, was capable of doing. And then I changed my outlook on the prime time uh, part of it uh, because it has the same set of filters inside that mm -hmm. the X-T2 has. It has everything the X-T2 has, except you can't change, can't change the lens. out the lens. Gotcha. It's all and fixed. Uh, um, it's on the dial on the X-T2, and you got to scroll inside, you know, on the screen to get it with, with the X-100F. And for quick shots and street photography and not being up in your face, mm -hmm. I would choose that camera probably over anything that uh, just I, a little versatile I camera. Have. That's kind of like Rich has a yeah. Canon M. Yeah, and it's like the cheapest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a couple hundred bucks, and it's just it's solid. for the size you cannot beat it. Like yeah. if you had to pick the smallest best camera, I would pick that. It's very yeah. similar. Like, yeah. and it's not even good. It's like it's like they didn't when Canon made it. They didn't even know who they were making it for. It was their very first mirrorless. Yeah, or how, one of them. how old? I'm trying to think. How old was it? When They're you on the sixth like version. Years? Yeah, I mean it's old. It's probably eight or years or something. Yeah, like that. And when you I've actually that, broken it and it, bought another. I bought another on eBay when I broke mine a couple years it's ago. It's a for, sick little camera. Hundred dollars, and wow. and it can has an extension that I can put all my lenses on it. Really? Yeah. Well, that you know that, and also Fujis are not cheap. Yeah. No, not at I all. I mean the X100F almost costs as much as the XT2. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, they're they're two different platforms, and they 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 work, they do they do two different jobs, but they're both excellent at what they do. Um, so you're taking the two cameras, and you're the taking the drone. I'm taking two Fujis and a drone. Nice, and an extra battery. An extra battery. There <laughs> and you go. Uh, and I've got well, something for uh, you. Well, I am going to take two. Uh, I'm, I am taking the GoPro. The nice. GoPro, man. The GoPro is where it's at. Yeah, GoPro. I, I need to get another GoPro. Uh, man, that new one, that new seven. The hell, footage. I can't even run the one I have. You know, I'm gonna strap the it image. On. The image stabilization on the new one's crazy. I'm gonna looking. strap it on my helmet and let you experience the thrill of driving in Da Nang. I'm all about that. You know, That's I don't know what they're what they're doing, but it's not driving. Um, it's quite. Um, it's a quite a thrill ride to. Uh, Drive your motorcycle around today. What kind of bike do you have again? It's a Honda 750? Yeah, I have a Honda, no, a Honda 500, 500 CC Cafe. Ryan, what do you have? I have a... Uh, What's in that box, Brian? Well, this is something for your trip. I have a Suzuki or a Kawasaki. What am I thinking? Suzuki. He doesn't even I'm know. Like way off. He doesn't even know. Way I have off. a Suzuki 1100. Really? Down in the garage, yeah. 81. Let's show you after this. It needs, wow. little, it, it needs a little work. You never ride that thing? I, I just got it about a month ago. Oh, you just got it? Yeah, it was it was flooded. Uh -huh. So I got it for free. Oh. So you can't beat a free motorcycle, right? 
I suppose not. <laughs> but anywho. And it rides underwater. It rides underwater, yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it may ride again, it may not. But uh, yeah, I got one of these for you for your trip. Oh, cool. The tile. I find my phone. You can find your phone. You can find whatever you want to put it on. Yeah, well, put it's going to be my phone. Put it in the camera phone. bag. Put it in whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, so the cool thing about this, yeah, you attach it to whatever you lose all the time. So attach it to your phone or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a tether around my neck for my phone, folks. Well, I'm actually, you old. wouldn't want to attach it to your phone. You'd want to attach it to um, anything up but your phone. Yeah, maybe your camera <laughs> case or something like that. So then if you lose your phone, all you have to do is go to your camera case, press the button, and your phone's going to go off. It'll make it a little chirp. So, it's, so if your phone's in ear range, you're going to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't have it. And if it's not, be, but you kind of have an inkling where it might be, you could always unhook the tile and just go around and press the button but, until you hear yeah, it. Yeah, until you hear it. But yeah, the tile, it's pretty crazy. I mean, look at that thing. It's super small. And it works by just pressing the... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll set it yeah. up. So basically, all you have to do, you download the tile app on your phone. Yeah. You sync it, and that's it. You can okay. call it whatever you want. And then, yeah, it's, it's good to go. Well, we'll call it tile. That's what it is. Yeah, and they say the battery lasts like, uh, like I think they said like nine month, nine to 12 months. So, But it'll tell you when the battery's going low. And you can replace the battery. The old ones, you couldn't replace the so battery. So I'm assuming that this part on the back where yep. it's, it's got the Just thumbprint slide is that the off. battery. Yep. It's like a, maybe a watch battery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure what there. size mm -hmm. it is. Uh, it's a replaceable, just says battery. Doesn't say the size. Richard's gonna look it up. I'm looking it up. That's what I do. I can't get this off. Here, I'll show you. It slides just like that. Oh, it's a um, CR1632. And there you have it. This is a lithium, so this should last. Oh, it should last longer than that. Yeah, it should last you a year, maybe. I mean, I mean, that's probably if somebody's using it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every yeah, day. I, I push if you like don't crazy touch that thing, cool. <laughs> you do, yeah, just because it's cool. It's cool. Put that thing in your camera bag and you're done. Yeah, yeah, where? that's where I'd put it, or, or something that you don't want to lose while you're over there. I mean, well, you know, my phone, I lost my phone when I was there last yeah. time. That's why I ended up with, excuse me, but this Chinese phone, yeah, that'll totally help you find and, your phone. And uh, the screen's going out on. And uh, the but, cool thing is, it works in reverse, that's but it the best does part. have 256k, uh, you know, so um. Or does Gigabyte. it? Gigabyte. 128. 128. 128. Sorry. Plenty um, of room. Speaking plenty of, of room, phones, but it's not going to do much good if I can't see it on the screen. Well, I have a funny phone story. So my wife gets a new phone like every two years. She's like, or three. My wife's really good about not needing a new phone. Um, so her birthday is on Sunday. So I went on AT&T and I bought her the new XR. She had it for about two hours before she comes to my office and says, I want you to return this. I do not want it. Luckily, AT&T was great about it and decided they would give us our money back. So we are now going to try the XS and see if she likes that one. What Most is expensive phone like that I've ever bought. Uh, it was too big. Uh, too, yeah, um, just too which old. I didn't know. Apple's kind of, they're kind of being really weird right now. So the phone size is the XS, which is a grand. Then you have the XR, which is a bigger phone, better screen. It's seven hundred dollars, and then you have the XS Max, which is even bigger and more expensive. It's like thirteen hundred dollars. So I didn't realize that. I thought I was getting her the smallest phone, and I was not. And then I realized because Rich is telling me how he's getting all these new phones. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll just upgrade because he's telling me how the built the price is going down and all this stuff. I'm like, hey, if look, you do it right, if the, the price, price is going, going down, down, I'm down for it. So I get on there and. 
apparently I'm in some like program Weird. where you're in the crappy two phone every two years. Thing. Yeah. I thought I got a new phone every year. Well, apparently I do, but I'd have to trade my phone in and pay like $600. And I was like, no, I'll just continue to get screwed and pay too much anyway. <laughs> so my plan is to have the X and ride it out as long as I can. Kind of like my car. Well, <laughs> I resisted getting when I lost my phone. I, I, well, when I, when I lost my phone in Vietnam, I, um, Find my phone, by the way, did not find my phone. Mm. And uh, maybe they never powered it up. They disassembled it, I'm sure, then, mm. and uh, never powered it. Uh, so I bought this one, it said, which was made in China for the U.S. market. Gotcha. And it works great, but there's a couple of quirks about it. One quirk about it, of course, is the one you know about. Well, we got that fixed, though, the iCloud. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Fixed. We turned off that. Uh, uh, still won't. It still won't talk to my computer. I still. I can't send. I can't send files from my computer to my phone. Really? No. Unlock it. Let me see if I can right now. I'm curious. You probably can, but yeah, I'm we saying had this, I can't. We had this crazy situation with AirDrop, but AirDrop maybe it, maybe it's something to do with my with the, with my with my new Mac Air. Could be maybe the operator. The phone. Well, there's something else it won't do. Also, make a phone call. It will not. Um, no, there's something else. Right? <laughs> um, it will not AirDrop, and it fails to. Well, folks, I'll think of it. You know, I'm old, so give me a moment. Unlock it. Let me see if I can airdrop something to you. Unlock it. All right. It's unlocked. And. and Let's see if you pop up there. There. Uh, there's two things it won't do. And now I find out that it's, there's this dark. Uh, mark going down the middle of the screen yeah your screen does look like it's going bad yeah well that's really thrilling news <laughs> and um so i'm going to have to petition my my friends to uh before i leave to try to get another phone here. Here, let me see your phone real quick i i for airdrop i've got to get it on my wi-fi so let me do that real quick yeah, let's see what's your wi-fi password for all the listeners my Wi-Fi password is M-O-S-E-R 1103. That's not your password. No, that's not my password. You just, yeah. you just pretty much gave everybody like a real. <laughs> okay, so let me see. You are on my Wi-Fi. Hey, go to a photo and you drop it. Let me see if I can airdrop. Watch out for the uh, risque photos in there. Um, is there anything in there, in the, anything in that feed you shouldn't find, shouldn't see? No, I don't think so. There's yeah, something else. I don't see. Yeah. Yeah, it, let me open mine. It's really freaky like that. It it worked. All right, I got it. I, accepted so it. I sent it to Rich. You know, I got it. It worked once for us, and it wouldn't work. And I won't. It, I cannot airdrop from. It's weird. I can't find you though. That's an iPhone six. You know, yeah, and I can't airdrop from my computer to my phone with it sitting close as as my hand is to this microphone. That's weird. I see Rich, but I don't yeah. see your phone. But yeah. yet your phone sees Rich. It doesn't yeah. see me. Right. There's the picture that is on your phone. Yeah. Since my, well, I mean, that technology is crazy. It's weird. Yeah, Texas Tex so, now, Tex now uh, chewing the power cable to my soundboard. Oh, no. Smack that little dog. It doesn't do, um, it doesn't hey, airdrop. Hey. It's very freaky. Uh, 
may do it one time and then it won't do it again. Cause, yeah, because I thought we had it fixed, but now it's not no, working. It, it's weird know, how it's not doing it to yours, but it's doing it to I was to really yeah. embarrassed to tell you again that I thought something was wrong with That's that. That's great. Never, never be embarrassed. At this point, I'm going to blame the f- Oh, wait. I just reset your airdrop, and now I see you. Ryan, what is this picture you just sent me? I'm going to send it to Larry, so let's see if it comes through. Did that come through? Well, I'll say. <laughs> okay. Is that a picture of Rachel? It is. I think that's, I, that's I was, well, I'm going to accept Rachel. Let me, let me zoom in on this. Uh, Ryan, when you put that as our, as our title picture, that is your husband, Rachel, when you hear this. Um, well, I just thought it would be funny to throw. Send, there, there's some something, in, there's something the else it doesn't do, Ryan. I can't remember what it is right now. That's fine. Uh, but uh, the, it, well, has, with the it screen has two going, issues. It might be time to. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, um, I don't keep a lot on my phone. Yeah. Same. I do a lot of transferring. I don't keep a lot on my Mac Air. What size was your? I, I transfer all my stuff off to. Uh, my wife has my biggest phone. My, uh, my oh, wife she, had 12. When I went to save her photos, she had 12,762 well, photos. What see, phone did she have? She had the 7. She had the 7. So she's got what you. No, you have the 6. six. She, has, she has the 7, 128 yeah. gigabyte. I have the 8. Plus sixty four gig, but I just I pay for Dropbox. Everything just goes to Dropbox, yeah. and I delete it. Yeah, I have that way. If I break my phone, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's like the best. I it's my company yeah. pays for. I don't even know what it is. Six bucks a month. Well, I don't so keep. I, I, I keep stuff moving from my from my from my. Yeah, uh, you keep Mac. a pretty clean camera yeah, and, and, and desktop. Yeah, Your desktop and is. And that's clean. why I have two terabytes over here. And another terabyte over here and stuff like that. So I can keep des- this stuff off this clean? of my uh, units. My desktop is not and, uh, that clean. I've got a bunch of that plane. That's the, that's the uh, the old Douglas plane in uh, Iceland. Iceland. Yep. Yeah. You didn't let me finish. You were there. You had it. <laughs> I was going to get we, it. We get, um, it's actually really misconstrued on the internet as the DC4 or the DC3. It's 10. Is it the 10? Is it the DC10? It, like on the well, line, we tried to tag it on Instagram. There were like a bunch of different, different, were like, different uh, answers. We're like, oh gosh, is there a three on there? Uh, the plane, it's like missing the nose, and it's basically just a shell at yeah, this point. I believe it might be a three, but everybody survived. Well, safe, yes, safe crash landing probably on the beach. been there for. I think since the 70s, right? Yeah, they were going to move it, and then the tourism bureau got so upset that they decided not to. Yeah, well, they ended up making well, it an attraction. Like an attraction, yeah, yeah. sure. We, people we, love abandoned stuff. It's cool. I, I'm one of those. Yeah, people. yeah. Like when I, when there was I an old it, ship that you found. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was like nobody. That was like nobody. That's right. Yeah. I sent you that video. You yeah. saw his drone video, and, and that's when you sent his drone all the way over across the water. Yeah, I was freaking out. That's that how was, I got you to buy the Mavic. I was like, you got to see this footage. Yeah. It looks great. It's been there since the seventies. It doesn't. I'm weird. getting more and more comfortable with mine going out of my sight now because of the GPS screen. Oh, yeah. yeah, the thing's so that small. Thing's I mean, it going out of your sight. Yeah. Like for me, sometimes it's 100 feet. I'm like, yeah, where is yeah. it? Yeah, oh, I hear it. Yeah, I just look at. I just find it on the green screen. Yeah, you know, and turn it around to bring back to me, and I'll hear it sooner or later. Quick yeah. question: Can you fly it without a monitor? Yes, because I'm having issues with my my phone where the lightning port is just acting all finicky have you i have another one i have another lightning to the controller well no it's not the it's not the cable it's my the port in my phone yes you can randomly why don't you just get an ipad don't you have an ipad 
I have a, uh, I have a mini that apparently is too old. Won't work. Won't accept uh, the DJI software. And then I have a big iPad that's just way too big. I'm saying you could try it to see what's wrong. Or you get a new well, phone. Well, no, it's, it's definitely the port. Yeah. Or you could get a new phone. Great. There we go. We it's, just talked about it. It's definitely yeah, the yeah, And there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying put to the, put the app thing. on Rachel's yeah. phone. I need to. Um, I mean, I mean, I've got it. I've got it. I ch- I've been cheap charging for the last month because my, I would wake up and my phone would be dead because the port is so like finicky. Is it the, is it the port or it's the what's port. going in the port? You know, it's the port on the, uh, on the phone. It's kind of loose. It's weird. It's not a tight lighting connection, which is weird. So I don't know. Yeah. I had that problem with, but it wasn't, but it wasn't my, it, but it wasn't my, this. It was it was it was rejecting the uh, the oh it wasn't letting you uh, accessory not accepted or yeah, not recognized Apple, yeah because uh, it was they, Chinese accessory yeah when they when they first switched to lightning I don't cables, China hear that <laughs> <laughs> when they first switched to lightning cables there were a bunch of like off brand off brand cables that came out yeah. and they were uh, people were burning up their batteries and stuff so yeah. Apple could make up they made some kind of patch. Knew that you were using an imitation cord or a cord that wasn't ex- like acceptable, and they basically blocked it. Yeah, because yeah. I I remember buying like a cool red one at a gas station, and like yeah. it never worked. Yeah, well, anything you buy in Vietnam's fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, close and to China, right? they don't mind telling you. Yeah, I have the Vietnamese even tell me that they Knock said off. nothing. There's nothing real here, dude. You know, everything's straight. They say, you're Jack Daniels. Except for the burgers? What about the burgers? See, look at that Jack Daniels. You can see right through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the burgers are great. But Burger Bros. Yeah. Can't beat it, you know? Seven bucks? Uh, seven bucks. Burger, fries. Okay, so what's what's drink? a good recommendation for somebody's going to Vietnam? What's the one thing that they cannot not do? Not not do. Cannot not do. What's the one thing they should do when they go over there? What's the thing they should do? Okay, the one thing, or what, or maybe the thing you shouldn't do. Well, tell me the thing they should do first. What well, the thing? <laughs> what's, what's shouldn't? I don't know. I'm a little scared. Is that risky? Are we gonna have to go to explicit? No, for this no, 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 not at all. Okay, what's the um, one thing they shouldn't do? We'll we'll start with that. Well, if you're a Westerner and you're going. To any big city in Vietnam now. That now Da Nang is 1.5 million, and that is a small town. Okay. Saigon's around 10 million, and Noise around 8 million. Uh, Nha Trang is below us, and it's about the size of Norfolk, 500,000. Oh wow! So the thing you shouldn't do if you're a Westerner going to Vietnam is jump on and rent a motor, and rent a scooter. Don't do that because you'll get ran over. Uh, I really see people at morning coffee when I'm getting my latte. And mm-hmm. they walk across the street and rent a scooter. I see them two days later and they're in slings and patches and their knees are skin up and everything. So because they think that the Vietnamese are going to drive like we do. No. They think the Vietnamese are going to stop. Well, they're not. <laughs> Keep going. And it's very dangerous driving there, frankly. Uh, I, I, I was knocked off of three scooters, wow. three air blades, before so, I woke up and got a real motorcycle. 
So an Airblade is like a moped? An Airblade's like a Honda 150. No, okay, no, so just like a, a small a scooter. Small, bike. It, scooter. It, yes, okay, they're very you. quick. You don't have to shift gears or anything on them. Like you a know, souped up moped. You just go and... Uh, what was that called? A 100? Uh, Airblade, 150 Airblade. Okay. And um, they're really quick in traffic, and they love them, and Honda's selling a bunch of them there. But um, <laughs> they look sweet. Is that the Honda? Show me. I want to see. It's a uh, that's their kind of their. Favorite. Oh yeah, so it's like a sporty yeah. looking moped. That's their favorite. That's their favorite thing. That's cool. And, uh, They're probably pretty compact too, so you can park them but, anywhere. But if you got if you get one like theirs, the same size as theirs, they'll knock you off of that, or they will challenge you. Uh, not because you're from the west simply because you're there they'll put your their tire in a place between you and them just to think they're going to get a couple inches this is how they they are but they respect motorcycles as soon as i got my big my my cafe racer yeah they know you're serious instead of coming to me they got away from me and when it's kind of like up, having the bigger boat coming through the. When I come up port. to a roundy round where everybody's merging, you know, they, they hear way. me gearing down. And they say that guy's not going to stop, <laughs> and I go. can see them hitting their brakes. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so biggest thing not to do: don't rent a moped. Don't Uber go out. Don't is there yeah, Uber? Uber or, or Grab? Grab, okay. Grab bought Uber out in Southeast Asia, nice. so uh, you can get a uh, uh, get a Grab car and go around where you want to. I observed the motorcycles for three months before I ever rented my first one against my friend's best uh, advice. But now you own one and you love it. And well, now I own one. I haven't been knocked off of, so yeah. I love it. And yeah. you know, and arrive uh, alive. I I tried a Ducati that was you know quite quite um quite much quite the bike. Um, however. Quite the load for city traffic, too. Yeah, that's probably a much heavier bike. 420 pound Ducati and rush hour and, and a Denang is not a pretty thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that you, I mean, not that you're threatened in any kind of way. It's just, you know, a big motorcycle to handle that kind of traffic. Mine's right on the edge. Yeah, yeah, you, that's a good sized bike. So it has six speeds and, you know, it's been hopped up and so it's pretty quick. So I enjoy riding it. Nice. And um, but it, it took me like three skids on the pavement. Um, I see white people. Don't take this wrong, folks. <laughs> they come up. The first thing they do is rent a motorcycle. Yeah. The second the next time you see them is an emergency road. Oh uh, yeah. And because of the the, the, the driving it's culture, it's not the Bahamas. It's not the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah it's no, a different type of driving for no, sure. I mean, rush hour starts at three and ends at eight. So. And I mean, there's these roundy rounds. There's no everybody's merging from every direction, and the, the ballet has to work through there. And you can work through it, but don't assume the guy coming this way is just going to yield. It's going to yield for you because you can't assume anything like that. That's where you get in trouble. And but once you get through that, all you have to do is watch the person in front of you. You react to what he's doing, and the guy in back of you is going to react to what you're doing, and everybody, you know, kind of reacts to the person or the persons around them and what they're doing. If you're going to change lanes, 
just kind of ooze over there and do it. Don't just turn over there in the lane or you're going to get blasted. <laughs> you know, uh, you've got to choose your battles. Gotcha. And uh, big bikes get a lot more respect. I mean, they Google me at the light and the kids love it, you know. And when I have the Darth Vader helmet on, you know, when I'm <laughs> going to put the GoPro on, when I have that thing on and they can't see me in there or anything like that and I hold out my hand and they all... They all nice. hitting my hand, you know, nice. and giving piecing me out and nice. stuff like that. You know, kids are cool everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're you know they're really like uh, they're just like googling the bike because they know they they're not going to have one of those. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, but the bike is the family car. You'll see four or five people on one motorcycle. Wow, gosh. Yeah, yeah. three kids, wife. Oh my gosh, that's and, crazy. And, and dad, all all out on the bike going to. Uh, Going to get some ice cream. Wow. Not at Starbucks mm. because they can't afford Starbucks, yeah, but yeah. we can. You know, what the what what they're what 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 it is with them, they think I'm rich and I'm far from anywhere close to rich. But to them I am because I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I'm actually freer there than I am here. I yeah. can drive drunk as a coot if I want to. <laughs> Nobody cares. How, how's the dollar go over there? Does uh, the dollar big, go far? The, God, the, the, the dollar's king. You know, U.S. currency only. You try to give them Australian currency or some other currency, and they'll laugh at you and say, go away. Huh. You know, come back with U.S. dollars. They want the buck. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, an, it's an interesting mix. Um Ethnic-wise, there's a lot of different cultures there. A lot of expats. Expats are people think about them as being ex-military for some reason. They're really anyone can be an expat. So for for somebody that's going over there, planning the trip, what's the number one thing to do? If you said if you're going to Vietnam, you have to you have to do this. You have to go to the High Van Pass. What is that? That's the highest point in Vietnam. Okay, good photo. It's right outside of Da Nang. Nice. And you're you're going to see some killer drone footage from me. Okay. Uh, up on the Santra Peninsula and the High Van Pass. And, uh, yeah, um, the vistas are dynamic. The country's breathtaking. The people are kind. They're always ready to help you. And, you know, now I've told you not what not to do. Yeah. I can tell you that, you know, that they are always ready to – to, to go that extra that's step. That's what you said. You, you, you told you. me the culture. Everyone's there. Everyone there's pretty nice. So that's not too yeah. far from the beach where you're at. The High Van Pass. The High Van Pass is just yeah, a little north of you. Well, it's northwest. It's north going towards Hue. Yeah. But it's it's the it's the highest point, and it's you you leave Da Nang and you, you can be there. We could be at the top of the High Van in probably an hour. Okay. After we motivate out of Da Nang, you know, and start going up country. And when you get to the top of the high van, you can see all the way to North Vietnam, nothing but endless beach. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you have to go there. There's some old bunkers up there from the war that people like to stop and visit. And, you know, they're pretty shot up and, and stuff. But uh, um, I'd say the trip, a trip to the high van and a trip to the Santra Peninsula to the Big Lady Buddha. Is also recommended, you know, anywhere on the beach. Hoi An, just below, 
Da Nang. It's 30 minutes below Da Nang, Hui An. And Hui An is a mech, tourist mecca. Um, eateries down there, unbelievable. Any ethnic food you want, you can get just like that. And I was down there and walking down the street, and I heard five different dialects, five different languages at least. Super diverse. Just walking down the street. Are you pumped to go back? You excited? Um, Nervous? Frankly, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get excited. I yeah. think I'm having some anxiety about Just trying to get everything squared away to return. here. Yeah, I'm one guy, you know, and I'm yeah. not, you know, what I used to be. So, you know, I have to, everything's slower and, you know, and I got the studio packed away. Nice. And uh, now I'll start trying to get myself together and, um, and what I'm going to take and what I'm not, you know. More clothes, definitely. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because you can't buy any clothes there. You walk into a store there, you, me, anybody, yeah. they say no, no, no. You know, because they're tiny. Smaller, they don't have yeah. anything to fit you. Yeah. I mean, so uh, shorts and T-shirts, I mean, you know, this time of the year is wintertime, so it gets down around, you know, 60 at night sometimes. Wow, so, um, that's a that's a cold time, sixty degrees. Well, it's six, right now. It's sixty to eighty three. Gotcha. Know, about eighty three, and it'll drop down to sixty, maybe seventy at night, maybe. Nice. At and you're shipping out, days. shipping out at the end of the month. Uh, yeah, I plan on uh, my flight leaves Norfolk at zero seven hundred on the 29th. Nice. You know, soon. So, Dang where it. can people follow you? Follow you everything so that. They can see, I mean, because you'll be over there. So probably February, you'll start throwing up some new grams and stuff. Yeah, as soon as I get settled in mm -hmm. to a new place and feel like uh, I'll do some short grams, you know, on the way, you know, yeah. traveling grams. Traveling, yeah. And um, when I get settled in and get to where I'm going to be, I'll start posting on a regular basis. And then I'll probably... The first place I'll probably fly the drone is up on the Santra Peninsula. Nice. Which is a large peninsula that juts out into the South China Sea. And it's about seven or eight miles long out there. And it's high. Nice. When you leave the beach, you start winding and you start going up, up. And there are places all along the peninsula that you can stop and look back at the beach, back at Da Nang City, and you can see... It's all down there. Do you have a good bag for your drone or anything? I do not, you know, and this is going I got to be you the hard shell. Well, you did, but you know, when I after I looked at that very carefully, that's that that's now filled up with other stuff. Well, the drone it's, can't it's go just in supposed there, to be dude. the drone in there. It can't go you in need there. Get them. You know? I found them on Amazon. They're like little hard. That's what I got. Them, those hard shells. Yeah. Yeah, but they're two different. They're two pieces. Well, one's for, one's the, for controller. the controller, one's for the drone. Yeah, one's for the controller, one's for the drone. And you can throw that you know? into any bag. I need all this stuff to be like, you know, in the drone bag. Um, and a backpack, carry backpack. Well, I, well, there you do everything with a backpack because yeah. you're on a motorcycle. So backpacks are are speaking of backpacks. I'll tell you something I see there often that I that I that I enjoy. They're very pro American. And in rush hour traffic, I can see bikes in front of me and people taking their kids to school. And I can see American flags on these kids' backpacks. 
I see it more than once. That's crazy to see. I mean, especially historically thinking too. Yeah, I would really love to see that here more. Yeah. You know, to be frank with you. Yeah. I mean, especially uh, for somebody that's fought for those yeah. stripes. I, yeah. I completely and, understand. And no matter what happened before, they seem to, you know, they're all all about the U.S. Like the Carl Vincent came there when I was there. The first carrier to visit Da Nang is since 1975. And the Pacific Fleet Band gave several concerts around the city. And one of them was on Mike Beach, the last one, at nighttime. And so I went to it. And there must have been 3,000 Vietnamese out there. Wow. Didn't understand what the word the girl was saying. But they knew what the music was saying. And they had American flags and Vietnamese flags, and they were waving them together and stuff. you know. And it was a really... Uh, it was a real... Interesting scene. Yeah. The music was great. The crowd was pumped up, you know. And, and it, was, it was an American. American music is cool too. It I mean, American it's cool. Music. American music from other places is always like fun. Any, anything American, they want. They're all about it. Yeah. This is what's changing Vietnam. Yeah, I uh, everybody having internet access. There's a battle going on now between the old way and the new way. A, a struggle that's splitting. Families are splitting, they're splitting them apart. And the reason is this right here. And this is winning because they're all about being together all the time. When you're not somewhere else, you're with the family, you're mm -hmm. together, together, together. Like during the Tet holiday, all they do is sell, they have Christmas, New Year's, everything all at once. And they all together, together. But this, and the selfie revolution mm -hmm. is, I mean, the Koreans will set up a whole photo shoot inside of uh, Starbucks. Oh, yeah, we, we've <laughs> seen that. Yeah, we've and, witnessed and, that nicely. And they really are. are uh, uh, We're doing a selfie as we talk about it. And they, they really are um, um, into it. And this is slowly driving a wedge between the old way and the, and new, the way. new way. The genie is out of the bottle, and this is it, and this is winning the battle. And when it's very, it's very, it's a very strange sensation. But you know, of course, we're all known for losing the war. But if you go back to Vietnam now, you can really see who won the war mm -hmm. because. Everything that we do, they do. They even have Halloween. They start they start Halloween. Wow. Then they do Thanksgiving. I said, Where are your pilgrims? Yeah. Where are your pilgrims? Yeah. They say, You pilgrim. I guess we're the pilgrims that came. Yeah. They celebrate each holiday that we celebrate, they celebrate. That's cool. Now New Year's, they have us they have fireworks for us. It's not their New Year because they have the lunar new year. Yeah. Tet. Yeah. Well, when when January first comes, you know, they, they set off fireworks and the fire breathing dragon on the bridge and everything goes off and every, they celebrate New Year's it's just like we did. And then they have it again in February. So they're New Year, but they have a huge celebration for us on New Year's, just like we have. 
and the whole city lights up, you know, and it's a big deal. And so, uh, and then Christmas. Yeah. Oh, man, they're all about Christmas, Santa Claus, Christmas trees everywhere, jingle, jingle, ho, ho, ho. You think, where am I? <laughs> that's awesome. You know, where that's am funny. I? What's going on here? Yeah, where, that's funny. You know, but um, they, they do it. Now, North Vietnam, they're not doing that. No. More and traditional. I found out even that they have a Mason-Dixon line in Vietnam. Hmm. Now, this is really interesting. Um I was talking to my friend one day, and she said, uh, on top of the high van pass, she said, uh, the high van is the line. Sorry. I hope that <laughs> no, didn't, you're fine. No, you're, that you're, didn't you're, no, you're good. Just a little mic tap. No, pop, okay. Pop. Said the, the high van there is the line. I said, the line? She said, yes. She said, everything past high van, North Vietnam. She didn't say it in a good way. Ah. Mm. Um, they're divided as we are they don't trust their government they go to the streets when they have to um, and the south makes the money and the north spends it so that invisible line at the top of the high van pass is beyond that is north vietnam to them Interesting. Everything, everything below that, South Vietnam, to, all the way down to Saigon. So um, it's kind of a dividing line to them, even though it's not a real line. It's a line that they have drawn. Yeah, it's it's very it's similar you to know. that in Italy and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sim- it's it's very much like old old ways and new ways. Old ways and new ways, and yeah. you know this the technology revolution is really uh, uh, spreading across the globe, and this. It's just one example. I mean, Europe, they're a lot about family. You know, the Italians, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the French, they don't know what they're doing, but, in, <laughs> you know, but most of them, you know, it's, uh, it's this that's making the difference. The phone, the tech. It's the tech. Speaking of tech, man, where can, so, so what's a good, you've got a website. Where can people find you on your website? No, I have no, no website anymore. No website anymore. Um, oh, it's there. Nam shots. Namshots.com. Okay, yeah. N-A-M-S-H-O-T-S. Yeah, and you'll have to really bear with me on that because it's under construction and I don't do very much building. It's got a 2019 uh, at the bottom, so you're keeping up. Well, I haven't uh, posted anything new on it in quite a while. But your newest stuff can be on Instagram. My, My newest stuff's always on the gram. You can catch me there. Catch them uh, on there. Send them a message. My story is taken pretty good. I have a, I built a pretty good following to my story, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm really happy with that. Um, Instagram cafe underscore Larry. Yeah, give him a follow. Yeah. Check him out. He hates Instagram, give, but give him a follow. You do check great him with out. it, though. You no, do good with great. it. No, you're fine. I really, I'm probably the oldest guy on there. You know, <laughs> just look, just Google the oldest guy on Instagram, and you'll sure pop I'll up. come up. Cafe Larry, you there know? it is. I see it. Cafe Larry, and uh, hit my story if nothing else. You know, Sweet. and uh, I mean, I like it when people stop by. You know, people say this to me. I don't know they do this to your Instagram also. I love that picture you posted on Instagram. I said, well, thanks. I said, you know, you can just double tap and it. let me know you're there. <laughs> double tap. Don't be scared to double oh, tap. Oh, well, okay. here, I have, it, I have it figured out. For the longest time, 
this I this is real. You know, back when I was a, a kid, you know, you're looking at a picture. This is why people don't double tap. I haven't figured out. You know, let's say I'm looking at a picture and there's oh, there's a pretty girl right there. What do you do? You double tap it so you can look a little closer. <gasps> now you double tap and it sends a heart and you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> what just happened? So think about it. Think about it, Instagram. Well, you the know, double tap isn't always a good thing. The reason they have that little heart down there is so you can like, <laughs> you, like can sing, you can single tap the heart. You can single. You tap. can, yeah, but you, I'm, can. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, I, I often that. don't like I because I, I'm, I'm so used to zooming with the double tap. But you got a pinch yeah. to zoom, man. Oh, I'm a voyeur. They yeah. say. You know, I said, well, <laughs> I, I never know you're there. You know, if you, if you don't let me know. Well, half the issue too is how many Instagram accounts people have. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I follow your yeah. stuff on the, the front porches one. And then I went yeah. to go find you on mine and I wasn't even following you. So now I just, grew, yeah. I just grew by four followers <laughs> just cause I followed you you all the Instagram. Kind of followers. <laughs> I just like, you know, yeah. Um, I, I don't really pay that much attention to what's going on with the following thing. I mean, I, I, I grade a photo when I, when I scroll down my news uh, feed, I never look at the, I look at the photo. Not who it is. And then, then, then I will like evaluate the photo on what I'm seeing. Now, if I don't like the photo, I move on. And I don't ever look down there to see if it's got 1,000 likes, 10,000 yeah. likes, or, or 10 likes. You know? And when I, when I see something I like, and I think it's a good photo, I tap tap. I, I, yeah, I It'll like catch it, your eye. and I move on. I don't like according to what everybody else has put down. You didn't like there. the egg? You know, <laughs> what egg? There was a, so recently, I guess it started yesterday or whatever, or a few days ago. There was, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the egg. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. Uh, there was somebody Reg that made, uh, what, world record egg? Most shares or likes or something. Yeah, it, uh, they were trying to beat Kylie Jenner's like 16 million liked oh, Instagram photo. Like now, you know, and you know. I mean, they were at 45 million uh, earlier today. I, I like um, and have met. A couple of times, you know, he's very cordial to me, of course, you know, and he likes such to mine every once in a while, David Allen Harvey, of course. Yeah. Great guy. And, um, and, but, you know, I, and I, and I love seeing his stuff. Oh, yeah. What a Incredible. talent he is. But do I like everything he posts? No. No. And you're, you're allowed to. I not. wouldn't suspect that he would think that I would. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I think that uh, I like most of the stuff he posts. Yeah. yeah. You know, but sometimes I'll let it go, you know, and keep going yeah. and until I what see something I like, you know, like, uh, yeah, Street Honey or whoever's I'm following. A lot of film photographers. Yeah. I follow a lot of film photographers, but I got rid of a lot. Recently, I, I dumped 125 followers. I mean, people I was following because all I was doing was seeing the same, same stream. Crap. Yeah, that gets boring. Over. You know, I, I guess that's the downside of of this this of an Instagram. Yeah, you can easily follow, unfollow, and yeah, change up what you. Yeah, I mean, you can really change up what you see every day. If that makes sense. Yeah, I have no problem with just cleaning my Instagram out every so often. Yeah, you know? it's and, a good thing to do uh, a little purge. Yeah, I do. You know, because Especially I'm saying, I'm saying, well, look, if I don't see you on my page. Then I'm not going to be on yours. You, you know, yeah. if I keep if I keep liking your stuff and you never go to me, share the love and it not and share any love with me on anything I do. I said, is my stuff that bad that you can't just stop there or yeah. whatever? And uh, uh, 
then pretty soon, you know, when I start going down the list, I'll say, okay, he's out, he's out, he's out, he's out. Yeah. Not because you, they got bad work uh, and because just maybe it's stale. too repetitive or stale, just yeah. stale, you know? Well, yeah. speaking of love, we loved having you on the podcast. Oh, thanks. I love you as a friend. Um, sad you're going to Vietnam, but I'm super excited for you. And yeah, man, thanks for being on the podcast. Any last words? Any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Well, this is my first podcast and probably the last time I'll be on. No, we're going to have you back on when you come back. How did it go? It was a good podcast, right? Think yeah. we got something good? He's like, oh, well, okay. I, I've never done this before. <laughs> we'll edit I've, all the bullshit. I've enjoyed out. it because we were able to hang out and just really talk about things that we have interest in without yeah. the, without the espresso machine going off every five without, seconds. Yeah, and without a dog chewing something underneath <laughs> of your. Uh, that, would be, that would be my dog and his random chewing and barking, and now he's falling asleep on the couch. I, I want to thank you guys for having me, and uh, and to everyone to just like. Hang in there because uh, there'll be some drone shots and some steel shots and some movie shots, whatever coming from uh, coming from Vietnam. We're excited, um, man. Cafe uh, underscore Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So catch me when I get back to Da Nang and uh, live well. Live well and prosper. Do you hear the music? Yeah, I hear the music. Well, we're hearing the music over here. Thank you for coming on, buddy. That was perfect. You're welcome, bro. Thank you.